You're listening to Donnie Darko Minute 2. Welcome to Donnie Darko Minute, the only podcast that dissects every minute of the cult classic movie, Donnie Darko. I'm Paul Kelch, and with me is Angela Natoli. hey yo, And we're in the latest in a long line of podcasts watching movies by every single minute and discussing what goes on in that minute. This week, we actually get to the first scene of the movie, and uh, Angela, why don't you tell us what happens in that scene? All right, so this minute's slightly more exciting than the first minute. And when I mean when I say slightly more exciting, I mean ever so slightly more exciting. We actually get to see the movie, but all that happens in this minute is Donnie Darko is laying on the ground in the middle of the street in the beginning, and at the end he is still laying on the ground in the middle of the street. All right, so uh, seeing as how this takes place pretty much on a street, do we have any information on that street? Yeah, we do. So... Uh, this was shot on the Los Angeles Crest Highway. The road has only it's only two lanes wide with one for each direction. It's in LA County and the road is one of the highest in Southern California. Behind it we have the San Gabriel Mountains we mentioned in the first episode and it's what separates the LA Basin and the Mojave Desert. Interesting. So uh yeah, Donnie just wakes up in the middle of the road. I mean, uh he kind of doesn't seem too th- shocked by it. I mean, I don't know about you. But if I fell asleep in my room and I woke up in the middle of a road, I'd either think that I had a really wild night last night or something's up. <laughs> yeah, I think this gives us a first um, window into Donnie's personality. He seems slightly confused but almost not shocked yeah, that something like, like this is happening. Like, oh, just another wild night in my life. Yeah, here we go again. The, yeah. the scene also has our first bit of music from Michael Andrews. He did the whole score. The name of the song is Carpathian Ridge. Yeah, they kind of – I guess they refer to this entire area as the Carpathian Ridge because every time they go back to it and the, like the – even like the uh, the scene in the script is called Carpathian Ridge. So maybe I guess in Donnie's universe, this is – this area is known as Carpathian Ridge. Uh, not a lot of traffic. I mean it looks pretty early in the morning but still no no traffic. No, I mean for the whole night, you'd, I guess he's just laying there in the middle of the street. No one comes by. No one drives by and says, hey, is that kid dead? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. You, you have a point. Uh, also, if you look, you can see uh, his bike. It's a road bike. I mean, I wasn't alive in the 80s, but those things are expensive. I tried to buy one, and they're out of my budget. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, they're they're a wealthy Virginian family, I guess, because, uh, you know, this isn't an L.A. family. Yeah, yeah, true that. Do you know who is from an L.A. family, though? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, his mom is Naomi Fawner. She was a screenwriter and producer. His dad, Stephen Gyllenhaal, was a director. Uh, he didn't really direct anything too well-known, mostly just a TV director. And uh, his godmother is Jamie Lee Curtis, out of all people. I mean, he's got a pretty good uh, Hollywood family, I guess. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Living in L.A., it's like everyone's a celebrity. His college professor was Uma Thurman's dad, for Christ's sake. Yeah, he was actually in his class when he got the script for Donnie Darko. He was taking a uh, Eastern religions class focusing on Indo-Tibetan Buddhism. In an interview, he said that the issues in the movie were metaphysically similar to the things I was thinking about at the time. The course, he said, dealt with ideas of illusion and absolute realities. 
Yeah, even more than just reflecting on the class, Jake also said that the uh, at auditioning at such a young age, he was always like, oh, what are these movies about? They're nothing like my high school experience. Then when he saw this movie, he was like, oh, that's exactly what my high school experience is like. So at this point in his career, what other movies had he done? Uh, his first movie was City Slickers, followed by Dangerous Woman, Josh and Sam, uh, whatever that means. Then he did an episode of Homicide, Life on the Streets. What was that, like a proto-CSI? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then he did Homegrown, and then he did October Sky. Yeah, he's gone on record saying that October Sky and Donnie Darko are his two favorite roles. They're the two that sum him up most accurately, even though they're kind of two very different roles. Yeah, so after October Sky, he did Donnie Darko. You know, his little movie nobody's heard about. Uh, and then he did everybody's favorite movie. Bubble Boy. Yeah, Bubble Boy is uh, probably my first introduction to uh, perennial Howard Stern, Whackpacker, Beetlejuice. Oh, any movie that has a Whackpacker and it's it's a classic, instant classic. I love that movie as a kid. It would be playing on Comedy Central like constantly. Like every day after school, it would be Bubble Boy. Yeah, that was like one of those first movies I remember seeing where I'm just watching it and I'm like, what the hell am I watching right now? I don't know what it is, but it's hysterical. Whoever made that movie is a genius. They saw that stupid, overly melodramatic John Travolta movie from the 80s, <laughs> which was practically accidentally a comedy, and said, what if we just made this a comedy on purpose? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... It's just a great movie. <laughs> As a kid, I'd be like, scream. me and my friends would be going back at each other going, $500! You want $500? <laughs> oh, boy. And then uh, shortly after that, he did Day After Tomorrow. Uh, at yeah. this point, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was typecasted. He only had two roles. He could either be an emotionally disturbed kid like Bubble Boy or be in the end of the world like Day After Tomorrow. And that's why <laughs> Donnie Darko is so perfect because it combines both of them into one movie. There you go. That's Maybe that's, you know, that's why this movie is such a great movie for him. You know, he's, that's why he likes it so much. It, it played to his strengths. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, after Day After Tomorrow, then he did uh, Between the Towers, which was, he was uh, just a narrator for that. It's basically that movie that just came out recently about the guy that walked between the Twin Towers on a tightrope. Basically an animated version of that. Oh, oh, that's cool. Then uh, he did, you know, the highly controversial Brokeback Mountain. Ooh. Many jokes to follow after that. Uh then Proof. I don't know. I've never seen that one. Have seen Jarhead. Loved that movie. I thought he did a, a really good portrayal of a soldier, you know, during the first Iraq war. You know, yeah. basically being trained to kill and wanting to kill. And then when the war finally starts and he thinks he's going to get to kill, he doesn't get to kill. Yeah, I love that movie. And the whole premise of it is, um, you know, they never see anybody. They yep. they never go to war. And how even even without, you know, any enemies or shooting anything, you could still, it psychologically it still messes you. you up, yeah. And that's why I thought it was such a genius move to make a bunch of direct-to-DVD sequels of it with <laughs> just them killing lots of people. Yeah, I mean, well, we didn't kill anybody in this movie. Well, they did kill people, but... The main guy didn't kill anybody, but now we're going to show you what happens when the main yeah. guy kills people. Uh... Then he did Zodiac. I saw that movie. I, you know, I was I'm always like interested in like serial killer type movies and stuff. And this one being a true a true story serial killer, you know, figured to be a good, you know, movie to watch. It was pretty good, you know. I mean, it's the Zodiac. There's nothing really. What can you? What can yeah, you what do? can you say? They kind of like dug into that for years. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, he did Rendition. After that, never saw that. Yeah, me either. Brothers, I never saw either. Uh, it's kind of like another war movie. You know, a guy comes home from war, I think, or 
or I think they think he dies in, in the movie, and he t- starts going after his brother's wife or something like that. Something like that. I don't really remember too much. But uh, then video game video gamers love this movie, Prince of Persia. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm sure Sands he of loves Tom. that movie. I mean that was that was a that was a great movie, right? Right? It, it did well in the box office, you know, critically acclaimed. Sadly, okay. the bar is so <laughs> low for video game movies that could maybe even be one of the better ones, and that's not saying much. Yeah. Then he did a Source Code, you know, kind of like hacker kind of movie. You know, probably nothing said in that movie is actually real. Yeah. <laughs> it can't enhance. Be, can't be any <laughs> can't be any less accurate to hacking than the movie Hackers yeah. was. Uh, then he did The Shoes, Time to Dance. It's a video short. I don't know. <laughs> End of Watch. Uh, didn't see it, but heard good things. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that movie. I'm a big fan of that. Prisoners after that. Didn't see that one. Yeah, so pretty much we're terrible. Yeah. yeah Jake Gyllenhaal movie we saw. We're, we're more Darko. fans of Donnie Darko, not, not of Jake Gyllenhaal. But um, in particular, what interests me so much is whenever you see him in interviews or talking about the act of uh, the craft of acting, he always seems to take it so very serious and not in yeah. a pretentious way, but but still very serious. He's definitely is an actor. That's for sure. Like he's in the classical form of term of like an actor, like from like, you know, the early days of film when they like took themselves so seriously and they were like, this is a great art form and stuff, you know. But uh, in the interview I watched of Holmes Osborne, who plays uh, the dad in, in Donnie Darko, Jake is in the background goofing off, jumping up and down, like being like a stupid kid, which it makes sense because he, that's what he was when he filmed it. But it's such a departure from the persona he puts off yeah. now. It, it had me cracking up. And uh, it's obviously not on here, but he was considered for uh, to play Bruce Wayne in Batman and the new Batman series with his... You know the buddy that from that got this movie made, Christopher Nolan directing that. So, yeah, that, I'm I'm shocked that he didn't get cast. Actually, considering you know he, Nolan had to be a big fan of his work. Yeah. Uh, then after that, he did a movie Enemy, and then uh, he was very creepy in the movie Nightcrawler. Not a comic book movie. No, no. <laughs> Although that'd <laughs> be funny too. Definitely not a comic book movie. Then he was in Accidental Love. Mm. I don't know. Did you see that one? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Then it was in Southpaw. Very good movie. Very good movie. Uh, Everest. I didn't really see that, but uh, I, I heard his interview when he came on to promote that for on Howard Stern, and you know, that's definitely when you get more of into like how he is as an actor, and he's really just a, a fun guy too. It sounds like from his interview and stuff. Like, yeah, that's what I'm again, saying. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Like, you know, like. If you walked into him on the street, you'd probably be able to be like, hey, Jake, like in Donnie Darko. Yeah, he seems like to, to toe that line so yeah. perfectly of taking his craft very serious without being like the pretentious, like, I am an actor. I stay in character yeah, at all times. Especially for someone that grew up, you know, in an L.A. family. And then uh, the last couple movies, Demolition and uh, Nocturnal Animals, just, you know, very recently. Yeah, I heard that one was very positively received. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but something we should maybe go watch before we do the next uh, the next minute. <laughs> so back to the minute. We close on Donnie taking in the scenery, and uh, yeah, that about does it for minute two. So if you guys want to f- find us, you can follow us on Twitter, at Donnie Darko Min. You can send us some feedback. We really appreciate it, you know, especially so we know we're not just talking to ourselves here. Uh, Angela, where can they, can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at HelloJello. Jello, Jello spelled like my name, G-E-L-O. And you can find me at 
Paulie K K A Y eighty five on Twitter. So yeah, guys, check us out tomorrow where we promise something will happen, and that about does this for today.